and I'm Bai. And this is the first episode of Uncut, a podcast by Seribu Tujuan where we talk about all things mental health. Exactly. And today, what's the topic, Jennifer? So we're going to talk about Seribu Tujuan, a little bit about its background and how it came about and also maybe our future plans and the questions we regularly get asked in our Instagram. So to start off, um, what is Seribu Tujuan for those who've never actually came, like who never came across what Seribu Tujuan is? Yeah, so this is actually a, a question I think we face a lot, right? Because it's like a yeah. really good name. But yeah. I think if we were to sum it up, Seribu Tujuan is like a new mental health initiative. And we're, we're aiming to be the solution for mental health for Indonesia. Yeah, so our vision is to be in a place where physical health and mental health is equally important. And our mission is exactly. to be a solution for um, bettering mental health in Indonesia. So mm-hmm. let's talk about um, how it all started. So I think it's mm-hmm. pretty important for us to introduce who we are as individuals to mm-hmm. actually talk about, you know, to better explain how we started. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, just to give a, I'll just start off I'll a quick background a bit about myself. I'm, yeah, my name is Bayu and I'm actually a recent graduate. Um, in Bachelor of Science. I'm doing informatics as my focus. And yeah, I, I just finished my education in, here in Australia. Congratulations! Thank Woo! you. Uh, not looking forward to the bunch of future questions. What am I doing after grad? But yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, why don't you intro- give us a quick intro? Yeah, so I'm Jennifer. I study medicine here in UNSW, Sydney, Australia. So I'm mm-hmm. from Jakarta, Indonesia. Um, so with Seribu Juan, how did it start? And I remember um, seeing the stark difference between Indonesia and Australia in terms of treatment, in terms of the society, how supportive it is, how they view mental health. And I think back then, when I saw that stark difference, I felt this discontent. And I remember that was along the same time when we started reconnecting in terms of like um yeah, yeah that was such a weird word to say we started <laughs> yeah that was when we started talking again yeah i think that was um late 2017 right yeah right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then when i we met and mm-hmm. i tend to overshare my entire life <laughs> And I think we talked about this. We talked about like the mental health situation and we decided that we wanted to do something about it. And I think that's honestly how Seribu Juan started. We wanted to bring back what we experienced here in Australia back home to Indonesia. Um, So I guess the next question we often get, it's like, why Indonesia? So I guess the easiest answer to that is that we're both Indonesian. We definitely want to create change and we definitely want to better our country. Yeah, it's exactly what Jen stated just then. It's about bringing, like, and hopefully bringing that, you know, similar experience back home to Indonesia. Because even though Australians here still think there's a lot to go for mental health here, we do think it's miles ahead. And and I think we we shouldn't see that as like a comparison. I don't think... to bring Indonesia down, it's more like a, it's a good benchmark to uh, go after. 
think it's a, a good way to put it. So yeah. Yeah. And I remember I approached you back around June and June 2018. We sat down and we talked about, we did a little bit of research about like what is going on in terms of like the mental health situation in Indonesia. And we found out some startling facts and statistics. So the first one that really made me very um, shocked was that there's no lifeline. In Indonesia, mm. I think a lifeline mm. is very, very important. Um, mm. You know, a point of contact for when people are in distress or you know, in the edge of suicide. And I think it was very disheartening when I found out mm. that life, a lifeline, like as simple as a lifeline, isn't mm. available mm. in Indonesia. Right. Exactly. And I think just to add on to that, when we did more research, it's. Well, this is less research, but this is something we experience, and this is also something we hear a lot from our peers, right? It's um, the stigma surrounding it, right? The stigma surrounding mental health, and which we also think it's because the lack of knowledge that people have on mental health, or and it's also like the misconceptions people have about mental health, that that feels like a big motivator for us as well, because you know, um, it's just so much less accessible in Indonesia. Like, there's a lot of barriers, social barriers for people from people that prevents people from seeking help yeah Yeah, i think everyone like people are this what's it called are scared to actually seek help because they're afraid Mm. to be labeled as like those things that people you know the stigma is just so strong surrounding mental health in indonesia Mm. um and i think that led to another big part of our research which was pasung like pasung where they chain people with mental health conditions and we came yeah. across this, even though it has been illegalized, as we both know, mm. um, it, the, that practice is still very prevalent in Indonesia. And we yeah. thought that that is also because of the lack of education, of the lack of understanding surrounding mental health, um, and also the lack of access to mental health care. In addition to that, something that we, this is actually like a starting point for tribute to Juan, I believe, but. It says, um, adding on to the point I brought up about education, right? In Indonesia, it's still hard to find information about mental health. Like, there is, it's it's not as readily as available as it is here in Australia, where you would find, like, an accredited website from an, uh, several organizations, like, explaining all these different mental health conditions so, people, so that people can get to know it. So, yeah, that's kind of, like, another one, another big motivator that became, like, the basis for our first stage. Yeah, and I think in that same initial meeting we were thinking like oh it's so important for us to actually dive into this um, bettering mental health in indonesia and we started brainstorming names as well so i guess it's like a common question that we get so often not just like from you know our um audience in instagram but also our internal team. It's why is the mm-hmm. name Sribu Tujuan? So I think, yeah, the name Sribu Tujuan is interesting. So I think it was really only a couple of days after that meeting. Or yeah, um, we actually started coming up with the name. And why the name Sribu Tujuan is that when I was trying to brainstorm it, um, I stumbled upon the, the I think it's like an East Asian legend. So prevailing in like Korea, Japan, and China, it's about the, the thousand cranes or about having crane as a symbol of hope. And you know, there's um, maybe some of you might be familiar with the uh, I think it's Sadako and the Thousand Cranes, the that, that tale. 
So that's something that I feel like that symbol of hope with the crane is something that um, we wanted to embed within our within Cerebrutidium. So that's kind of how the crane came in first, and then the name, the word Cerebru came in with the with the tail, with the folk tail, and then the Tidio and Jerate, you, you can bring that up. Yeah, so I think we both agreed that we wanted the symbol of our logo to be a symbol of hope. Because in times yeah. of um, when we spiral, when we're very low, we often can't see that hope. And we want this organization, this project, to be that for a lot of people. But we can't just have Sribu as a name. So then right. we started brainstorming, how do we, what is the best pair for Sribu? And we came across Tujuan, the word Tujuan. And I think if you, I think this is what I love about being bilingual because Tujuan translates to many different things. And it can mean so many different things. It can mean goals, it can mean uh, ways, it can mean journey. Um, purpose and all these things. And I think if you look at it that way, if you combine the logo, the name, Sribu Tujuan, um, represents that there's a lot of ways and a lot of journey and a lot of, um, yeah, ways to achieve your goal, to achieve your yeah. maximum potential. And yeah. everyone yeah. is in a journey. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually a good summary. It's basically, just to wrap that up, it's basically like we believe that everyone has the ability to reach their maximum potential regardless of their circumstances. Yeah. yeah. And I guess relating it back to our vision, which is, and our mission, mm -hmm. our vision and mission, which is being the mental health solution for Indonesia, mm -hmm. there's many ways that we can achieve exactly. that. And it's a journey to achieve that as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm the type of person that is very, very, very too ambitious, probably. And I remember in the first meeting, I was telling Bayou, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I remember Bayou being like, okay, Jennifer, let's sit down and like, let's form our ideas. Let's actually talk about how we're going to achieve this as a step-by-step -step thing. And so why don't you talk about like, the stages and how we plan to achieve being the mental health solution for Indonesia. Yeah, so I think, yeah, just to continue off from that, we started off Cebu to join. So what we did after that discussion is that we broke the project down to several stages. I think in the very initial plan, we had like a grand scheme of five stages in total um, from starting to end. But yeah, just to talk about stage one, stage one was basically the creation and the conception of our website, which is the ID, which you guys can visit, by the way, at tribute.id. Um, yeah, um, and why the website, yeah, some of you might ask, is because, as I mentioned before, education is like something that we discovered from our region is severely lacking, and we wanted to establish that first. We wanted this the website to serve as a foundation. And I think, Jen, you can elaborate on this, but the website was something that was personal to you, right? Yes, I think the website was one thing that I was like telling by you, this has to be our first project. Like, no excuses. I want our website to be the first project and it's because we really truly want the basis and the foundation of Sributu Juan to be on education. I think it's such an important pillar um, in decreasing stigma and in pointing people to the right direction for help. I want it to be where our roots are 
so we can you know so when as we grow we can point people to that resource um yeah and i think that it was also important that it's online to increase accessibility yeah exactly i think that was like the main motivator as well because like we do see a lot of other organizations in indonesia that are on the rise of mental which is great but um a lot of their focus seems to be more based on like the metropolitan city so and you know with the creation of the website we kind of want to reach everyone regardless of where they are. Yeah, we want to reach as many people as possible. Mm. And I guess that leads to the next most common question, which is why are we speaking in English? Why is, you know, why is the website done in both Bahasa Indonesia and English and all your content is done in English? Like what is happening? Why is it done mm. in English? Yeah, so that's actually a good question as well. Why in English? So and that, the reason for that is simply because we want to reach as many people as possible, right? You know, because, you know, we know that there's Indonesians that speak English as well. And another reason for that is that our team is actually multinational and it's not just Indonesians, there's uh, Australians as well. So, you know, we also want to include, we don't want to exclude them, but we want to include that difference and then make it even, make Sibutijan even better with that. Yeah. And... Actually, with that bilingual thing, we actually discovered some interesting things as well from our website. So, you know, we do have like analytics from our website, like data and traffic and all that info. And, you know, we actually see some interest from neighboring countries, especially Malaysia. So, yeah, might be might be a future future thing there. So we'll see. We'll see. Ooh, are you hinting on a project that we're actually maybe. working on? Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> okay, talking about future plans. Um, so aside from the website, we actually also started doing um, a social media campaign to raise awareness. Yes. So one of the things that we did was um, we reached out in different social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, yeah. um, where we shared information and posts and all mm. these things with our series called In Focus. Yeah. So that's like pretty much the main driver for stage two of our project is after we did the website, we want to start that social media campaign as Jen mentioned. So that, that's been running for the past, I want to say 12 months, right? Jen, pretty much at this point. Oh, yes, months, yes, yes. Yeah, months, year, 12, yeah. Or 11 months, right. yeah. So yeah, that's the focus of that is just to bring the content we have from the website to the, to a bigger audience and for a bigger reach. Yeah, to bring back the, uh, not to bring back, to bring the content that we've been making to you guys, for you guys to have a read and to understand more about mental health. And that's actually changing next year. Yep, that is true. We do have a couple, a number of things in the works for next year. So yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to have more conversations and we might be doing a few different things in different platforms. So. Our Instagram would still stay our Bahasa Indonesia content, but our Facebook um, is going to be English content. Yeah, yeah. and our yeah. Twitter would have more conversations and threads and all these things. Mm. So it's going to be extremely fun. And another thing that we launched last, like early this early 2019, was Atrium. Mm. So Atrium is basically our web publication, you can say. So. Just to give you guys a bit of context, that's where we put a lot of our materials and articles about, you know, putting mental health into everyday life or right? into everyday perspective. So 
if you were to see it, our strategy has become like super to gen is like the theory where you can learn the in the actual ins, uh, ins and outs and signs of mental mental health, and then atrium becomes the where you apply that into it, the everyday world. Yeah. Yeah, and what I love so much about atrium is that anyone honestly can read it because it's about mm. lifestyle and all these things, and um, you can apply it to your day to day well being. Yeah. Which leads us to this next stage where we branch out to different mm. medias and different outlets, including this podcast, as well as the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So those are pretty much, I think that's a perfect segue to talk about our, what's going on in Serbia Tijan now and probably in the, in the long term, probably. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, what we've been doing uh, at the moment uh, currently is that we've been, as Jen mentioned, we're expanding our Content-wise, we're we're on YouTube, and then we're also on some uh, podcast platform like the one we're listening to now. And um, aside from that, though, we've also been doing some other things, such as um, building our network, both uh, in Indonesia and in Australia. So we've been uh, talking with a couple, with a number of people, right, both in the uh, mental health field and just the general health field as well. And yeah, and that's been, there's been some interesting interests from all of those discussions. Yeah, so just to add on to what Bayou said, we've been reaching out to a few institutions here and there and universities mm -hmm. as well, um, which is actually a pretty good place to address the common question um, yeah. of why are we only doing things online? Why are we not doing physical events and all these things? I guess the simple answer to that is, well, geographically, we are currently, most of our team is currently located in Australia because we're still pursuing yeah. our tertiary education. They're definitely, once we graduate and, you know, once a few of us moves back to Indonesia, we do plan to be um, more active in terms of like our physical events and all these things but in the meantime we're trying to just do as much as we can through technology and online stuff and also I guess another reason to that is we wanted to start off online to also I guess have when we start having physical events we can actually point people to the right resources we want to yeah. be prepared when we actually hold physical events. But with that being said, a few events are actually on the way, maybe around this year or maybe early next year. Let's see, let's see. Definitely stay on our, keep an eye on, on our socials. If you, yes. If you're interested. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I guess what other online stuff are we planning to do. So the first one that we mentioned is the YouTube channel, which is very exciting. I love everyone involved in the team. I absolutely love the shooting. The whole production thing was extremely fun. Um, so definitely stay tuned and definitely subscribe and give us a like. Um, but aside from that, in the future, we do plan to host webinars as well as we're actually working on an ebook as well. So actually translating what we currently have on our website um, and making it into a more detailed ebook. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with, with that, we hope to be able to, you know, gain some, you know, spread that knowledge that uh, we are very built up at Servitogen over the past one and a half year, and then, you know, bring that closer to the ground physically in Indonesia, maybe to classrooms or maybe to certain places. Yeah. Yeah. So still staying on the topic of online, you know, we did mention that our mission is to become a mental health solution in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. But what we're doing is just awareness by you. What exactly are we working on in terms of solution? And this is something that Bayou can talk about more because he's leading that team. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm what are the works? Give us a little, give us a little, <laughs> you know, give us a little um hit. <laughs> so yeah, this is still a bit of a on the down low, but we've been working on a um let's just say uh a platform, an online platform, where, you know, okay. to help you right. help people find so uh, find help, find knowledge, and find um, find yeah uh, support and get support as well for mental health. So yeah, we've been working, or we were definitely working with a couple of institutions as well for that. Okay, that sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. All right, now let us do <laughs> one of this fun exercise. Um, if you can take all the budget in the world mm -hmm. and you know, grocery butujuan in terms of you know being a mental health solution for Indonesia, like mm. you can take it as far as you can. Mm. What will you do? Right. Yeah. So I think I'll start that up. I think for me, um, something that would be cool to do with uh, without a limit is uh, establish like a research center that's focused on mental health in Indonesia. Yeah, just mental health in general, well, whether that be youth or, you know, older population. But, you know, I think while it's, there's definitely been a lot of research for mental health for uh, overseas, especially we've seen here in Australia, it's definitely important to develop that uh, research locally as well, because, you know, it's important to know that not all solutions that are bridged from overseas will always work as great. And, you know, it's definitely something that's useful to make sure that what we develop and what we build is actually suitable for the target audience. Yeah, um, yeah I absolutely agree. Um, I think, yes, we can bring back what we have here in Australia to Indonesia, but I think to make it even more effective is if we actually mm. have data um, from research centers in Indonesia about mental yeah. health. Mm. So what... Well, Bringing, bringing back question to you, Jeff. What would you do with an unlimited budget? Okay, okay. This is a very, like, I'm a pretty ambitious person, as I mentioned. I have so many ideas, as you know. Um, so, okay, yes. In terms of, like, physical presence, I guess what I really, really want um, is a walking clinic. So here in Australia, we have something called Headspace, um, the organization, where... They have multiple locations around Australia and you can walk in the clinic and get free counseling. And what I also love so much about it is that they also um, provide other help that targets risk factors from of developing a mental health condition such as unemployment. Yeah. So they actually provide help to seek employment. So I think having a walk-in clinic would be like my biggest you know, that would be such an amazing thing for Sri Bhutujuan to have. Um, sure. As well as like to host support groups and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess in terms of like the creative side. 
in terms of like raising awareness in terms of that um i would absolutely love to do like a feature film or a okay. Okay. oh that's like, that is that was way too ambitious that was a bit scary but <laughs> yeah so i guess those are like my big dreams for Sributu Juan. Um, but I guess staying on the topic of like physical events and presence, can you actually hint us on a few things that we might be planning on or working on with like the team? Yeah, so can't unveil, can't lift the veil too much, but something creative definitely like Jim mentioned. So maybe, you know, something that puts art so something that puts mental health into you know more visual more tangible so, you know, something that can be exhibited <laughs> yeah there you go yeah so i guess it is definitely on the works especially with mo- some of our team members starting to graduate and starting to move back to indonesia mm-hmm. um which is a pretty good segue for us to talk about the team yeah our team yeah. and I guess we're actually recording this in a video call. Yeah, just how it actually, how we actually do this. How, how we do yeah. this. So yeah, so Bayou mentioned earlier that our team, aside from the fact that it's multidisciplinary, um, a lot of us have different backgrounds, even both of us, um, we have two very different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. we're actually also multinational and so we actually mm-hmm. have Australian members and we have Indonesian members living in Indonesia mm-hmm. as well um, how do we navigate through that and I will give this question to Bayu because without him Sributu Juan would not have been able to function because I'm the most gap-packed person in the world so <laughs> Take it away. How do we function? How are we, you know, how are we functioning being multinational? Right. Yeah, sure thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, we're basically with Sir I would say 90% or 80% of the work is done remotely. We do have, like, a couple of um, physical meetings here and there. Um, but most of, most of the time, it's done remotely. So we use, like, online tools, like, team communication platforms, like, Flock or Slack. And then we've used like online cloud collaborations with like Google Drive. And I think, yeah, we've definitely used like um, design tools like Figma as well. So I think basically the key is that collaborative tools is like the backbone of our, of how we work. Because, you know, everyone's working it everywhere. And then, you know, <laughs> and time zones is also a fun thing to deal with. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it's important to note that I think we're spread over, even though like it's mostly two countries, Indonesia and Australia, we're spread around like at least more than six cities. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. And we've also, I think up to date, right, Jen, we have about uh, 40 people people in total. Yeah, which is quite a bit, quite a, quite a challenge to manage. Jen. So yeah, well, Jen, I think that's a great segue you can talk about. Yeah, so as Bayou mentioned, our team is 40 people. That is a huge, huge team. And I think it's because Sributu Juan actually still runs on a voluntary basis. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so that is why our team is so big. It's because everyone um, has this ability to be flexible with their time as everyone um, still has, um, I guess, a life outside sleep with the joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, um, 
what I love about working remotely is that we're just so much better in communication, kind of. I guess communication yeah. is very, very important. We learned mm -hmm. early on that it's kind of like a long distance relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. I think with a long distance relationship, communication is key. Like if you hate something, if you uh, don't agree with someone, you have to say it to the person because um, we can't read your body language, we can't, you know, everything is done remotely and all these things. But that's what I actually really like about our exec team as well with Indian Bella. Yeah. They're just so straightforward with us. Well, with me personally, and you know, they tell me straight to my face if they don't like my ideas. Um, it used to be just by you telling me, oh, you know, Jen, it's not really visible. But then now, if by you disagrees with me, he says, you know, let's bring this up with Indian Bella. You know, that's how that's not my indication of how I know Bayou disagrees with me. That's what he says. Let's bring this up with Indian Bella, who's like very frontal and straightforward. But I love all of them, of course. Anyway. They're very grateful for the Yeah. But I truly, truly love how diverse and how um, different everyone is in the team. And I, you know, I guess it's not just diverse in terms of where we live or uh, our culture backgrounds or how we mm. raise, but also our education background. And, mm. you know, I keep throwing this word out, but what I truly, truly adore and love about Sributujuan and working in Sributujuan is taking this multidisciplinary approach towards solving mm. an issue. Mm. Because I think to solve an issue, you have to view it in different perspectives. I think yeah. the society has to work together to actually solve this issue. And that's what I love so much. And I'm repeating myself constantly because honestly, it's been such a fun journey to be innovative in approaching mm. this issue. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an excellent way to wrap it up. Uh, but they are a team. We, I think yeah, yeah. the general consensus is that we always, we don't um, separate. The differences we actually embrace that and you know make it yeah like, make super better with that yeah. i think that's a, actually a good segue as well to talk about our last point that we want to address here which is about transparency and sustainability Jen? yeah so remember in that first meeting our first initial mm -hmm. meeting i mentioned to you um that if we ever do a organization or we ever make this project i wanted to be able to fund itself because oftentimes I see a lot of other movements are very reliant on donations. And I think it limits yeah. them in terms yeah. of like what they can do and how they can grow. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was very, very important as well in terms of mm -hmm. that we wanted uh, an organization that can fund itself. And I guess that also leads us to a common question we get, not just from you know, you guys, but also our volunteers. Why are we not yet accepting donations? Um, so I guess one reason is because the things that we're doing, the online things that we're doing, um, we want to, you know, I feel, it's not that we don't want to accept money or donations. Money and donations would definitely help us in terms of how we run. But 
we didn't want to accept donations early on because I wanted, if we could do it without donations, why not? So I wanted yeah. us to yeah. be very uh, in the mandiri, independent. Yeah. To operate on gen in terms of our day-to-day operations, we want to be able to sustain that ourselves. Maybe when it comes to like, you know, special projects or one of events and something like that, that's when we will um, you know, start looking into donations and other revenue streams. But yeah, because we, uh, we wanna build this, as Jen mentioned before, as sustainable as possible. So, you know, in the case that donation pool dries up, we can still operate. We don't wanna be we don't wanna shut down just because, you know, that's not possible. And I think so that it can actually long, run long term as well. Exactly. But definitely with our expansion plans and our future plans, we are planning to accept donations. Um, mm-hmm. And once we do, we do plan to be as transparent as possible where these funds go. Yeah, and I think uh, in adding to that transparency, that's also the big, one of the biggest reasons we uh, are recording this podcast and also the YouTube videos as well is because um, we believe that, you know, it's important to build Super Teacher up together with the people that support us as well along the journey. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, people here and there ask us the question, like, who does Seribu Tujuan belong to? Who does it belong to? Mm. To be quite honest with you, Seribu Tujuan belongs to every single Indonesian. You know, mm. our volunteers, us, the team, we just mm. help run it. And that is why this we really want you to be part of this journey. Yeah, and in addition to that, I think one of the biggest foundations of Repetition is that we this is a collaborative thing because you know, as the saying goes, it's if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely join us in this journey by you know visiting our socials and giving yeah. it a like and you know. Uh, subscribe <laughs> yeah so i think that's also a perfect place to acknowledge that you know we want to thank all of you guys that have supported Tripitujan, whether you just discovered us a couple of hours ago or you know all the way from the from when we started so yeah thanks thank you so much for your support yeah honestly it has made me very 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 optimistic and the team very very optimistic and motivated um that mm-hmm mental health in Indonesia will definitely get better and Seribu Tujuan is, you know, we're just getting started. All right, so I feel like that's actually a pretty good place to end this podcast. Hopefully this gives you a better insight to what Seribu Tujuan is, a little bit about its background and where we're headed next as well as the team that I absolutely adore and love each one of them and very excited for everything we have planned um if you guys have any questions don't be afraid to dm us in any of our socials but with that being said that's all so see you guys in the next episode bye Bye.